The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. We're the co-hosts of a podcast called A Thing or Two. It comes out every Monday and the basic premise is this. We share all the stuff we think more people should know about. So that's apps, recipes, books, the nationwide haagen vanilla bean shortage that nobody else was talking about. Our no pref- one. No one. <laughs> our preferred vacuum brands, of which we have multiples, and critical explorations of our unique approaches to paper towel usage. Listen, we think you're going to like it. A lot of people do. And who's to say you'll be any different? Listen and subscribe wherever it is you listen and subscribe to podcasts. Let some things be retrograde. Friends, we're back with another episode of That's So Retrograde. I'm Stephanie Simbari. I almost just forgot my name. I'm, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who I am or where I am. Hi. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. How you feeling? I'm fine. I threw out my neck this weekend after being evacuated from my home due to fire. So I'm a little PTSD'd out. But yeah, you know, once we get off this recording, I'm probably going to self-soothe with uh, copious amounts of edibles and laying on my floor. That's nothing if not on brand. So, so I <laughs> I celebrate that. Raise your hand if you've done a lot of edible eating and laying on your floor over the last year and a half. <laughs> Silent raise of hands here. Hello. <laughs> Show of hands. Wow. I'm so excited about our guests today. We have Gabby Bernstein joining us. Mm-hmm. You guys... I'm sure know of her. She's a best-selling author, motivational speaker, now a podcaster, which we will get into in a moment. But I felt like this conversation was so divinely guided. It was thanks to you guys. You sent in some really thoughtful, true-to-the-moment pertinent questions Mm -hmm. and queries uh, for us to answer with Gabby. And quite relatable. Like I think, you know, without revealing too much before we get into the into the convo, because we love to keep things mysterious and have you on the edge of your seat <laughs> here. That's so retrograde. This is nothing if not a true crime podcast, guys. Yeah, basically. We, you know, Steph and I have had our own challenges with obviously separately, but with one another over the past year. And we get into that with Gabby. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was something that we'd been talking about, you know, not on on air. And then when the questions came in, we were kind of like, okay, how do we address this? We always have we always have two choices when it comes to the way that we do our show. And it's either like, you know, talking about things outside of ourselves or revealing more truths that are going on interpersonally. And like, I think you and I both have different styles of like what our natural approach is for that type of thing. I'm like an oversharer, I would say more more often than not. You're an undersharer more often than not. And so we I like to leave people on the edge of their seat. She's Scorpio rising. She's despo to be a mystery, guys. Help her. <laughs> <laughs> I think we struck an, a nice middle ground in it. Obviously, it's an ongoing conversation, but you know, there's a lot happening now and and it's changed. The narrative is changing, obviously, and things are changing. But if it's not one thing, it's the other. And I think all of us are just doing our best to take care of ourselves and each other in the best way that we know how. And our go-to might not be the same. But at the end of the day, like what's really more important is 
figuring out how to find a middle ground because the worst thing is looking like I just see on social media and like regular media. Like, I don't know. I feel like you have to distinguish between the two, but like it's all just the feedback loop of news sources, et cetera. All we see is people being like more divided. And it's like Remington said, like, it's the five year, it's the war year. It's like every time another fucking like intense energy erupts on the news, I'm like, set motherfucking five. I, I just want all of us to try as best as we can to like be the best versions of whatever that dissonance in society is. And I think that's what yeah. the conversation that we're having in this episode and also ongoing always is to like really not sink into that low hanging fruit, easy energy of just like, I'm right. You're wrong. Fuck you. Bye. Right. Like, I hate that. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me in, you know, the let's call it disagreement we've been having mm-hmm. is that we're healing and we're working on was that I didn't want to look back on it and be like, I handled that wrong. Or I wish I would have handled right. it a certain way. Like that would have like our relationship means so much to me that like my biggest thing is like, how can I look back on this and be like, I am proud of how I handled it, how we handled it. Mm-hmm. And I think through this conversation, I'm really proud that we were able to talk about it on the show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I venture to guess this is something that a lot of people are going through right now. 100%. So, you know, if that can add some sort of help with other people, who might be having challenges going through and talking to someone they love or, or finding common ground or reducing judgment and all of those things, then that would make me really happy. Totally. And like something that Gabby said kind of stuck with me where, where she was like, you know, just don't talk about it and just like make that savage choice. And I'm like, I hear that. But at the same time, like you and I don't have the luxury of not being able to talk about it because it's not like right. we're just friends. It's like, there's another element to our relationship where it's like it has to some more things have to get aired out. Like I have other friends, as I'm sure you do, who are on more uh, of the of the opposite end of the spectrum as as I am, and I'm sure you do too. Like it's a kind of like a rotating prismatic situation of like coping and viewpoints and whatever. And I have other people that I am choosing not to engage with or that I have engaged with that I feel like has been a dead end and I see myself getting worked up and like, I don't want any of that. I'm just like, I want all of us to be able to do what's best for ourselves, but also do it with respect to other people. Like you said, putting down the judgment around that is a really important place to start. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And I maybe our audience is like, what the fuck I know. are they talking no, they about? Know. But if you keep listening, yeah. it will all be revealed. So without further ado, let's get into our helpful and healing conversation with Gabby Bernstein. Love it. We're welcoming a friend back to the show, Gabby Bernstein. Hello. Ladies, I was so psyched to come back on. Today, I was like, this is something I'm looking forward to selfishly because I just want to talk to you guys and catch up. (laughs) (laughs) So Gabby, you have a new podcast. You are now a podcast sister of ours because we're on the same network, which is thrilling. Totally. (laughs) Tell us about the show and really the inspiration for it. 
Well, listen, I think that I've always been super inspired by folks like you and my friend Lewis Howes and Jay Shetty and these beautiful thought leaders that have been creating content in the audible form. And I was always a no for it. I was just like, I was like, no, I don't want to do a podcast. It's like a huge commitment. And I had a million reasons why it was a no. But for me, I become a yes when this is going to sound, I can say it here. This is, that's a retrograde. But when the universe <laughs> tells me to do it, when, when God says this is, this is the next right action. In March, when the shit hit the fan, I, like everybody, we all had to figure out how to do our thing in a different way. And for me, my greatest art is as a motivational speaker and working, workshopping people in live audiences. So I couldn't do that on a stage anymore. So I took it to Instagram Live and I started doing a weekly show I called Dear Gabby. It became like this, like this, this like underground Instagram following of really deeply devoted people who still come out every Wednesday because we do our recordings now on Zoom, but but the Instagrammers can watch it. So it became this movement of people coming on from all over the world asking me questions and I would dear Gabby them. And then just kind of out of nowhere, I started getting offers for podcasts. I started getting agents that wanted to woo me from here to there. And so I left, you know, I, I, I signed with a new agency. I decided that there actually was a podcast because the show had found me, the show Dear Gabby. And here it is. It's, it's, it's absolutely heart opening and fun pretty effortless. You know you're doing something that is exactly as it's meant to be when it's effortless. While there's a lot of work that goes into it, as you guys know, it just feels, it, it never feels like a hassle. It never feels like, oh my God, I got to go record. It's like, I can't wait to record. And my team feels the same way too. They're always like, it's a Dear Gabby recording day. We're so excited. So what it is, is folks come on from just, just randomly. I don't have any idea where they're coming from, who they are, what they're going to ask me. They ask me anything personal growth, spirituality related, and I just riff extemporaneously and give them my message. The beauty of it is that somehow we are often delivered a theme. I pick a card from one of my decks before every episode, and that always becomes the theme, the through line of the episode. People are opening up in ways that are pretty unimaginable. They're just so raw and authentic and vulnerable, which is why it is so heart opening and why it's so moving to me also as the facilitator, because I get to be the witness of these transformational moments and genuine authenticity. And so I say, there's no small talk on Gabby. It's only big talk. And we just go right in for the jugular, just go right in for the big talk, say it like it is, talk about the shit that people don't talk about, talk about sexual abuse, talk about trauma, talk about PTSD, talk about husband cheating. Talk about the stuff that we pretend didn't happen and that we dissociate from and we bring it to life. We shine light on it so that it can be healed. And it's out. It's killing it. I'm loving it. And I'm really grateful to be here with you guys, my podcast sisters, to be able to do some Dear Gabbying with you today. <laughs> what have you seen as far as like, you know, you've been answering questions for live audiences for a long time. And in the change of from before times to now, what have you seen like thematically as far as people's anxieties or questions are concerned? Is there a discernible difference between before and now? Or is it still just the same kind of human issues with an added twist of the pressure of, you know, being at home all the time or 
whatever stands out for you. No, there's definitely a heightened uh, sense of need and readiness to do the work Mm. because people are, when you're desperate, desperate times call for desperate measures. They are willing to get on a Zoom in front of thousands of people or an Instagram live originally and vulnerably ask for help with the most, in a grounded way though, in a really grounded way. The other thing I'm noticing is a lot more addiction, Mm. a lot more uh, willingness to face trauma because when everything's out of control, the ways that we would anesthetize or dissociate from traumatic events are taken from us because we can't control our life anymore. And so that's when it starts to crack open. And there's less distractions. There's nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. You can't run anymore. Can't run anymore. I've heard a lot of people talk about like they tried for the beginning of the pandemic to kind of get up to their old hijinks of distractions. And then you kind of just putter out and then you're wherever you go, there you are and you're left with your own shit to sit in. And so correct in that sense, I think that that this time has been a major blessing if you're willing to like confront it. Because mm-hmm. when else in your life would you ever get the opportunity to just like be forced to sit with your shit? Like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I'm going to really echo what you're saying, Seth, because I, at the beginning of March, just witnessed everybody going to the places that we go to, all of us. I'm saying we. Yeah. And I said, I said very openly multiple times over and over throughout the year, there's two ways that we can show up for this. One is we can dissociate and go back to our, coping mechanisms and addictive patterns and numb out. Or number two, we can rise up and show up and really elevate our personal growth and our spiritual connection and change and become a better version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. I believe anybody listening to that so retrograde has definitely made that second choice. You wouldn't be be listening to this show if you you hadn't. So I'm proud of the listeners. (laughs) Yeah, same. Truly. We're proud of them too. But I know it's hard for people who maybe, you know, listen to the show, but then don't then have people in their life who are still struggling. And I think it's like that. I guess that's my first Dear Gabby question before we get into the listener questions is for me, I, I tend to be like too hard on people. And that I know that's not really a great strategy for helping. Just like gentle nudges, I think, towards loved ones is what a lot of people probably are seeking. I believe in the power of suggestion mm. and then taking your hands off the wheel. Yeah. But for me, I'm a fixer. Obviously, like, look, look what I've done for my entire career. Look at my podcast. It's just, you know, people are coming on asking me to give advice. Yeah. So I'm in a constant place of constantly, constantly, constantly giving advice and giving advice. And and so when it comes to close friends or family members, it's not that well received. Yeah. So it's my experience and my advice here is to back the F down and just do your work and just focus on your side of the street. And the more you elevate yourself, the more you will be able to show up for others and the better a impact you'll be able to make on their life and inspire them to do the same. But you can't, you can't push it. You can't force it. Yeah. Walk your talk. Yeah, exactly. Shall we, shall we get into it? We got a lot of questions. I want to thank everybody who submitted them. These are great. And the through line is all COVID. And I think the biggest thing that helped me to realize is that we're all, we've all had this collective trauma. We've all had this very, very intense experience over the past year. And it's helpful to realize that it's been collective. Obviously on an individual level, everyone's had their own experience, but 
there has been like a macro shift that's occurred. And so a lot of these questions we got, a lot of them were very similar and a lot of them were very relatable, I think. So cool. wanted to preface that with that. <laughs> Dear Gabby, and that's a retrograde. How do you remain harmonious with people who have different beliefs on COVID? Oh, shitballs. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Big one. Let's go into that one. Yeah. And how about uh, we preface this by saying this has been an issue that Steph and I have been working through with friends, business partners, and, you know, and we're and actively working through it. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Okay. Me too. Yeah. I have a story. You know, I have an example. Uh, I have a friend who is a very close friend, has been for over a decade, family, like almost like family. And we have very different beliefs on how to show up at this time. We have both showed up very differently. We have extremely different beliefs about vaccination. We have extremely different mindsets. I have been practicing radical honesty. When I first started practicing radical honesty, I was pretty sloppy about it because a big part of it is to, to, to share the truth without any judgment, which is truth. But when it came to this topic, I was very called to tell the truth and go to my friend and say, this is how I feel and blah, 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 blah. I went to her and I, but I, but I did it with a, a lot of judgment. Mm -hmm. I, I, it, it was, there's no way that the judgment wasn't going to come through because the judgment was so present. And at the end of it, she said, listen, I feel so judged by you. And I literally laughed and I was like, yeah, actually, I'm really judging you right now. And she left and I'm, we didn't speak for several days. And ultimately what I realized was that if I want to maintain this friendship, because it's a choice, you know, you can say yes or no, but of course I do in this, in this instance, because she's someone that's very close to me. I want to maintain this relationship. We just have to have a healthy boundary around it and we can't speak about it because, and that's what I said to her. I said, listen, we have very different opinions about this. It's very triggering for both of us. I don't believe that it is healthy for us to speak about this topic at all. And does it change my experience of her in some ways? Yeah. Does it, do, do I still have some judgment? Mm-hmm. But I don't want to lose her in my life. Now, in some cases, relationships will end as a result of these kinds of conflicts because in many cases, these aren't just political issues. These are, these are the way you show up in the world issues the way that you perceive yourself as a, you know, your civic duties to show up and, and to, to, to be in this world in a collective way. And that can be, uh, if those are very polarizing opinions, that can be the end of a friendship. So that's, that's going to be possible as well. But my best advice is to tell the truth and be forthcoming about what you feel, because if you, if you're not honest, it'll come out in every other way. But to make sure that you're grounded and releasing the judgment before you tell that truth, because if the truth comes out with judgment, then it's just going to create more chaos. Yeah. Something that I've been practicing and that we actually spoke about the other day is two things. One is the judgment thing is like so real and so hard. And I think that really what that comes from is the consciousness that exists today that's trickled down from like, it is coming from politics in a way, but I think it's just the, the way that the world is and, and it's just so divided is that we all need to stop trying to have conversations in the with the need to be right. Yes. And I think like something that 
I said to Elizabeth and that we talked about is like, I wish that when we talked about this, it wasn't just you're wrong and I'm right. It's, well, why do you feel that way? Like really going into it with an, with the with the feeling of trying to understand the other person and then not needing to yeah. convince the other person yeah, which don't try one to of you is correct. It's like, <laughs> we're all just doing our best here. And instead of being like angry or judgmental, like you're describing, it's like really practicing. And I'm not saying I've done this perfectly and I know I haven't, but it's like the practice is the point, which is to say like, why? And like, mm-hmm. just try to understand and, listen. and, then and put, listen. Yeah. And listen and then like put it down. And I think you're right. Like not making that the point of the conversation all the time is a really wise thing to do because if there's anything that I learned from like the Trump years is that like I lost basically four years of like relationship with my own dad because I wouldn't fucking speak to him because of this one thing. And yeah, it was like a pervasive thing. But as soon as that ended, we were able to connect in a way. And it made me really sad that I had like put this thing there when it was just one aspect of like a really large world. So I would hate to see that happen. I mean, I know it's happening to everyone. Like I talk to people all the time who are like losing friends because of this, but it's like, is it worth it? Well, it depends, right? It, it, it's, it really depends. I think that you have to look at the relationships and you have to decide for yourself. Am I willing to be silent about this? Am I willing to create that boundary where I'm just going to just, just sit on my hands and not, te- not text and, or, or cover my mouth and not speak back? Or do I need to walk away? Right. And the walk away is real because yeah. and there's listen, some people are, maybe you should. These are serious conversations. Yeah. This isn't like this isn't like, you know, do you are you a Republican or are you a Democrat? This is this is in many cases some life or death conversations about human life and and the well-being of others and how we show up in crisis and how we show up for each other and so it, it can be very very triggering. I yeah, I really just I think it's about either creating the boundary or walking away. Mm. Savage, Gabby. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one thing I think COVID really gave me a beautiful gift of either. There's just no more time for bullshit, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zero, no time, none. Okay, we need to take a quick break to celebrate our partners this week because without them, we couldn't be offering this show f- for free for all of you. So round of applause. First off, we're talking about BASE. BASE is an at-home lab testing and tracking system that lets you look at the nutrient and hormone levels in your body as it relates to your stress, energy, sex drive, diet, and sleep. You guys might remember we had BASE founder Lola Priego on the show. She was a former Instagram and Facebook engineer, and after her own personal experience getting inconvenient and expensive lab tests, she decided, you know what, I'm going to create a solution. So BASE delivers you a box with a finger prick or a saliva tube, depending on what you're testing, and you take these easily at home and ship it back to their lab. Or you can actually head over to a Quest lab in person and they will do it. But to be honest, I was a little trepidatious around doing the finger prick myself at home, but the instructions that BASE provided were super clear and I did it and it was super easy. And then in a few days, your lab results come to you via the BASE app. So it just comes right into the palm of your hand. You're given a score of how your levels are from great to poor. 
and then given a set of lifestyle recommendations so you can actually improve your levels month over month. There's no more confusing results and you control what lifestyle improvements you want to make to make sure that you feel better. Improvements include diet suggestions, supplements, physical activity, that sort of thing. So a base membership starts at $59.95 a month or quarterly, depending on how much you want to improve and test. And you can join base now and get 20% off your first month of membership with our code retrograde. Visit get-base.com to learn more and enter code retrograde at checkout. Guys, I am so excited to welcome this next partner. This has been like a heart wish partner of mine because the past two years, I think I've used this product every single time we record and every single time I work just in general at my computer. I'm talking about matcha bar. They have a product called Hustle, which is a matcha energy drink that is just matcha, fruit, and seltzer water, no sugar added. It is light and it's this really clean caffeine feeling. It just gets me going. And the fact that they are now official partners for that so retrograde is a big deal. So matcha bar began when two brothers opened the first ever matcha cafe in Brooklyn, New York in 2014. Beverage influencers. The thing I love is that there's no jitters or crash like I tend to get with coffee so I can have it midday and feel really good. And they have a few different offerings within the hustle range that I want to mention because I can give you my my breakdown of my faves. So right now I'm drinking a lemon lime hustle, which I love. We've got mint, which is probably my second favorite. First favorite at the moment is their new flavor that they just dropped. It's called mango hustle and it has mango juice in the sparkling matcha. It's so good. They also have a berry and a peach. We can't forget that. All of them are delicious. What I do is I head over to matchabar.co and I order it by the case to be delivered to my house. And now you can too. And we can't forget their ceremonial grade matcha. I love a little matcha latte in the morning. And we weeded through all of the others and we can tell you matcha bar is where it's at. And we're offering you 20% off, which is the deepest discount that they offer all year with our code retrograde. So head over to matchabar.co, use our code retrograde to get 20% off your first order. All right, back to the show. Do you guys know about Function of Beauty? They are a very, very cool site that does customizable beauty in the realms of hair care, body care, and skin care. They are here to help you meet your goals, specifically your hair goals. Function of Beauty is the world's leader in customizable beauty, offering precise formulations for your hair's specific needs. You go on their website, you take a quiz, quick yet thorough, tell them about your hair type, tell them about your hair goals. Do you want to lengthen? Do you want to volumize? Do you want to control the oil? Is it too dry? Personally, I have very dry hair. It grows really long, but then it turns into like some sort of scarecrow-esque dry breakage situation. and I'm constantly searching for the right type of moisturizer to make it healthy, but not oily. Function of Beauty is hooking me up with the perfect blend of ingredients formulated right for me, delivered directly to my home. Every ingredient that Function of Beauty uses is vegan and cruelty-free, never using sulfates or parabens. There are options that you can also go silicone-free. There are over 54 trillion possible formulations with Function of Beauty. That is just so wild. And they have over 50,000 five-star reviews. So head on over 
to functionofbeauty.com slash retrograde. Take the quiz. It's so cool. Look, I'm going to do it right now. My hair type, wavy, hair structure, medium, scalp moisture, balanced, continue. It's so easy. So I love quizzes about myself. Function of Beauty quiz is basically like the elevated what Disney princess are you with an actual real result attached to it. Functionofbeauty.com slash retrograde. You'll get 20% off your first order. Ooh, do I want mango, lavender, rose, peach, eucalyptus, fragrance free? I'm going to go rose. It's pretty awesome. Functionofbeauty.com slash retrograde. It's awesome. We love it. Back to the show. I actually have a question around allowing yourself to not get like worked up. I think like that's been challenging with, and I think that we're like through the storm, Stephanie, I really do in terms of communicating. At least that's like my wish and my hope and my belief. But I think like because it's such a charged topic, I've found myself sort of like losing my footing when in discussing it because of like emotions just really like taking over and not being able to like form a sound argument or like even just like, like I've had trouble, like I keep thinking like in my throat, like it's just been hard to have like a clear, concise conversation. We got there, Mm -hmm. but it took a while and it took and it required some space and it required to be able to come through, like come back and be concise. It sounds familiar to my situation. Yeah. I think, I honestly think that to try to debate with somebody who has such a polarized opinion is going to actually just be like banging your head against the wall. It's not worth it. Don't bother. Right. Mm-hmm. Cutthroat, right? Well, it's, it's, you know, it is cutthroat, but I think it's, it is, in my opinion, a little bit more nuanced than that, just because in our situation, it's not just that simple where we're able to just be like, there are some things we don't need to discuss, obviously, but there are some things that we need to because we want to see each other and we want to continue our friendship and we want to continue our working relationship. So it's like, we can't just be like, we're not talking about this, fuck you, because her and I are both stubborn assholes. And if we do that, we're just going to both sit in our corners and be like feigning closeness that we had that we are not able to connect with because we're not fully being honest with each other. So in the honesty sense, I agree. But I think it's like, obviously be responsible, do everything you need to do to be a member of the community. But at the same time, like we don't need to do the same thing to respect each other and know that we're both coming from places that make us both feel happy, secure, safe in the world. And neither of us have any kind of like super rogue opinions. And to me, I think realizing that maybe you're not all that different just because you've chosen to react in different ways is a good place to start, especially if you really want to maintain a close. For me, it's important to have closeness and not just be like, cool, we don't agree, bye. Like, I don't, I don't, I can't vibe all the way with the savagery because especially with someone like Elizabeth, because we are so close. If it's other Mm. friends of mine, I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like you said, there's different types of people in different types of relationships. I think that, you know, I think that you you said it, you've already answered your question, which is it's, it's not, it's releasing the need to be right. It's being in a place of acceptance. If you want to reestablish that closeness, which I can say has happened in my friendship, I still don't agree with the way that this friend is living, but I, but I love her and I care about her. And the moment that I said, okay, we're just not going to talk about this, unless it, unless to your point, it affects us and I, you know, we're not going to meet up or whatever. Right. But, but I, but I'm, I'm just very, very accepting at this time that that's her choice. That was the only place, that's the only way I could 
get to back to saying, yes, we will carry on as friends. So that radical acceptance and radical honesty can coexist. Yeah. It's definitely challenging. And I think in what I'm seeing from even you in this conversation and all of us is like, we're just all fucking figuring it out. But you have to be willing to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's the interesting challenge. I mean, and maybe there's some people, you, whoever this person is, maybe there's some people who don't, you don't want to figure it out with. Like harmony that's not honest isn't really harmony to your point. Yeah, 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 totally. Some people just might change. Yeah. And, and at this time was really transformational. So, you know, the people that you found, it's interesting too, like these are deep, deep, like core, like root issues for like safety, survival, like health. All these things are very deeply entrenched in how we exist in the world. And in a normal setting, these things don't come up. So the things that you felt like you might have had in common with people in your life are maybe not as common as you think because those core issues have never been challenged before. Yes, exactly. It's surprising. Exactly. It's a surprising time because you're correct. These were th- these were not things that we were ever asked to face unless we're having political conversations, maybe. But yeah. we, we, we... But this is arguably more divisive than that. This is way more. And it is political in many cases as well. But ultimately, I think that we have to recognize that everyone's decisions at this time and their life choices are all rooted in their own core belief systems, as you said. Actually. Yeah. They're rooted in our core belief systems. They're rooted in our core wounds. I think many people who are on one side of this are folks who just do not want to be told what to do. Mm. They cannot be told what to do. And that's real, right? That's a, that is a wound that you have to respect and honor and hold people in, in that and, and have compassion if you don't agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. you sharing that you also have been going through this. It's been hard. We're working through it, though. Yeah. We're committed to that. And I love you, Seth. Love you back. And I love our listener. Now, for let me ask that you guys question. this. Yeah. Clarify. Yeah. Was this between the two of you? Yeah. The we, question came from another listener, but Steph and I have been have on different, different sides. Yeah. Yeah. Girls. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that was where we were at. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, Big time. Yeah. Yeah. Good but, job. Good work. This yeah. is looking good. Yeah. We want to, you know, something that we've talked about a lot and it's, you can't get to this place of talking about it when you're still in your emotion. But something that I've feel like is really important. And I know that Elizabeth does too, is like, we have to be able to be an example of people who aren't always aligned and still can get aligned in some way. Like, I just feel like if you're going to call yourself an evolved conscious person, then you have to be willing to step up to that level of, like this person said, harmony or connection. Like you can't, it's not enough for me just to be like, we disagree, so whatever. Like, or I'm judging her, so whatever. Or she's judging me, so whatever. Like, I think that's so like spiritually immature. Well, not in this relationship. You can't ignore it. I was like, I was thinking of some girlfriend you saw once in a while. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. No, this is a yeah. So this is this is my 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 advice is is um, speak open and honestly, respect each other's sides, and 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 I do believe that you're going to have to create a very clear boundary that 
we'll talk about this only when it relates to our own personal safety or, or right. feelings of, you know, connectedness in physical form or whatever that means. But I, I would probably shelf it because you don't agree. There's clearly judgment and it, the judgment doesn't just go away. I'm going to send both of you a copy of Judgment Detox, my book. Yeah. And I will give one to one of your readers and, you know, practice it together right? Practice it together. So that could be a very powerful experience for both of you to go through. The, it's a six-step process of releasing judgment. And witnessing your judgment without judgment is the first step. Mm -hmm. It's just saying, okay, yeah, I have some judgment and she's got some judgment of me and I'm not going to judge that. You know, that's just where we're at. And just, just bringing it to a baseline of just, okay, that's where we're at taking out all the fumes, taking out all the flames and just, just sort of acceptance of this is where we're at. We have a bigger mission here. So we're going to have to create a healthy boundary around this conversation because you guys listen, bottom line, don't bother talking about it. You disagree. Yeah. And also I think it's going to become moot eventually anyways. So it's not really, it's not like we're in the heat of, we're not in the eye of the storm at, at this point in my, in my opinion. And I think that a lot of the issues that had been, that came up were actually things that had been brewing because of not this moment. Okay. There you go. Yeah, sure. I mean, I think that there's from the there's year something uh, yeah. behind everything. Exactly. Yeah. And that was something that also like, like Elizabeth, you said, you know, we all have like so much trauma and we're coming out of this like weird time and how we dealt with it and all these things. And it's like, part of my thing was feeling hurt about something that I shouldn't have been feeling hurt about, you know, like, and so it's like just recognizing that whatever we confront now is on the backs of a year of us literally all just being like, okay, we just need to like do our best to like survive. And if we can thrive and whatever we need to, in whatever way we can. So I don't know, like there's something that needs to happen with like the anger around, you know, I, I feel like that was the release of, of, of this thing for us was like, it's not just about right now. It's about like letting go of how we handled an unknown world. Like that's not for either of us to tell, or it's not for anyone to tell someone else how to best feel safe in the world. That's not. Yeah. And let's be real. Listen, partnership in any form, relationship or work is very difficult. Yeah. And often it's the partners in our life that are our greatest learning device. They mm -hmm. provide us the most opportunity to feel triggered and therefore the greatest opportunity to bring that trigger to a personal growth method, a spiritual practice and bring it to the light. So what I would say is just, you know, really look at this situation as an opportunity for greater growth personally and professionally and as friends. Yeah. And to say thank you, universe, for revealing to me another opportunity to shine the crystal that is me and to to really walk our talk and to to move through this with grace. And it sounds like you guys are really showing up for it with a lot of grace in general. We're trying. We're trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, the honesty is yeah. fucking awesome. This yeah. is this is I think this is this is my this is my dear Gabby moment. <laughs> uh, <for one. laughs> nothing if not honest <laughs> over yeah. here. Yeah, but like, you know, obviously we haven't feels really nice to be able to speak about it on the mic because this has been happening off the show and I'm pretty sure our audience could kind of tell. Yeah, they could definitely tell. <laughs> that there was not a, we weren't in sync. Yeah. And so if guys 
That's why. We're back. We're working through it. We're, We're back. back. We love this you. This is your big reveal. Like, this is your moment of like, OMG. Wow. Yeah, we yeah. dropped it on you. Yeah. <laughs> I am like a truth. I'm like a juggernaut for truth. Yeah, <laughs> truly. If anyone wow. could could hold space for it, it's you. Yeah, and, and I'm proud of you guys. I'm proud of you because, first of all, I think that whatever we are called to do in our work is always going to challenge us to be, particularly if you've made a choice to be in a personal growth space in some way, it's going to challenge us to just rise up and be better and, and be, and that, that, but those challenges don't, aren't always comfortable. For sure. But I think that I know that talking about it and it took a few tries for us to like, be able to like dial it down to a mature conversation where both of us felt like we could, I think, like speak our honesty and our truth and like what we want to do moving forward and all of those things. It wasn't the, it wasn't first time was the charm in any capacity. It was (laughs) rough. But also that's important. Like like you said, even Gabby, you said in the beginning, like in the beginning when you were trying to be honest with your friend, like it wasn't pretty. Oh, no, no, no. It was like, like I I left and I felt hungover. Yeah, I felt horrible the way I handled it pretty much like was resentful for five days and then left her a voicemail and then I didn't hear back from her, you know? So it's, it's just, it's, it's a process and that's like any relationship. So you can't be afraid to fight. You can't be afraid to confront things. I think is like a big thing. Absolutely not. Because if you don't, especially in such an intimate relationship, like the one that you two have, the toxicity is so it's like, it can be felt through the zoom feed. So not in this moment, I'm not feeling it at all, but I'm saying right. I'm, I know that you guys were, that that's possible. The cord is really strong between yeah. the two of you. And it, it's not, if it's not brought up, it's just going to continuously be bringing you down. So you got to show up for it, mm-hmm. you know, and then really make, make a commitment to create a boundary around it. Yeah. yeah. Shine a ring light on it. COVID <laughs> Shine times. a ring light on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. Love you. Appreciate all of that. Thank Um, you. You guys are beautiful. What a beautiful moment. I'm so impressed with both of you. Thanks. Thank you. This next question, I feel also also in the COVID lane. So relationship advice for smoothly going from beyond being together 24-7 to back to normal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well. Freedom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's an individual experience. My husband and I work together, live together, parent together, are together all the time. And we love that. That's, that works for us. Thankfully, that was our reality prior to COVID. Most everybody else was just forced to live like that. And they'd never before. So I think some folks came out of that feeling closer and some folks came out of it being like, I need a break, right? Feeling divorced. So, or divorced, <laughs> yeah. correct. But trusting that if you made it and you're still together, that you'll, that, that one, it wasn't a bad thing for you because maybe it revealed a greater connection or maybe it revealed things that you could heal or maybe it allowed you to go deeper in the relationship. But as you, as you move into this new phase, whether it's in relationship or any, any situation, I think that you have to go through it with practices for self-regulation and practices for checking in with what your needs are now and how you're feeling. And I would be very vocal and verbal with each other about what, you know, what it feels like to, to spend the night apart or 
what it feels like to do things separately. It's an adjustment. And I think I'm going to keep coming back to this belief that the more honest we are about what's up, the easier it is to show up for it. So just stay committed to that truth and be stay very conscious. And this isn't just for the relationship advice, but stay conscious as you move into new things that you've been afraid to do. Stay conscious of how it feels again in your body, how it feels in your nervous system and have practices, whether it be breath practices, meditative practices, the therapy to come back and just regulate because it's a very it's very jarring when you have been traumatized to then go back into old patterns that are now seemingly scary. So you want to really make sure that you're backing yourself up with self-regulation techniques, breathing. Just one example could be breathing in two strokes and out one long stroke, just breathing in and then out through your mouth. And that very doing that for a minute or 30 seconds. And that practice will just totally send your nervous system the memo that it's time to relax and that you can be connected to your body and that you don't have to dissociate and go into fight flight. What's the fear of, in this question, do you guys understand the fear? Like, is it, I guess I don't I think really... I understand it. So okay, yeah. I, I'll use my own personal experience. Like my boyfriend and I had very different schedules prior to COVID. He's a comic. So he's like gone at night and I was gone during the day and we were sort of like two ships. We lived together, but it wasn't like constantly around one another. And that was a huge adjustment to just like be in the same space as we were. And some great things happened from it. We, our communication style just like completely cracked open and it was such a beautiful thing. On the flip side of that, I noticed myself like getting into a pattern of like, if I got frustrated, like, like being short with him, much like how my parents were with one another. Love you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so it's like it almost, you know, when you're too comfortable around somebody, how you can kind of like lose your cool easier. So that's been a result of this being around one another all of the time. And then I think it just feels like uncharted territory when you're in that closeness and used to to this bizarre type of 24-7 schedule than to like think of it opening up and shifting and like how to move into a new phase of a relationship. Yeah. Still together when you're kind of like in this bizarre rhythm and now looking to evolve. Here's what I would do. This is for you and for the, the, I would make a list of the things that were really great that you don't want to lose from the 24 seven timeframe, because there's definitely good that's come out of that. And if you're still together and yeah. if, you know, if <laughs> so, so what were the good things, right? We now had more quality time together. We started cooking together. We, you know, binge watched this show and now we have that, that, you know, Saturday night routine. What are the things you want to keep? And what are the things you're willing to let go of? I'm, will, I'm willing to let go of the codependent patterns. Or I'm willing to let go of the, the petty arguments so that we can spend some time on our own and we can now have some freedom. So just re- re- witnessing and recognizing the good that came out of it and the things that you're ready to adjust. And that will give you a sense of, of power in this new adjustment and, and gratitude for the difficult time. I love that. And also, yeah. I will say to this listener, I. As soon as my vaccination kicked in, I took a solo trip to nature and it was 
just like needed to miss my partner a little bit and miss my home and miss just the thing that had felt so just continuous and annoying for a while just to step out of that setting and into a new one and to be excited to come back was just what the doctor ordered. So that's a little little suggestion box. I completely think that's beautiful advice. It really, really helped. Gabby, thank you. I just want to say, you know, I said this last time you were on, the first time I ever did a guided meditation is one that you sent through via an email with one of your books. And you have paved the way for so many of us in this space. And to have you on this show is such an honor. And we're so excited that you are uh, on our network and that your podcast is out in the world. It's so, it's such a joy to listen to and really offers help, which we all could use. Well, you guys were definitely a big inspiration for me. I I was like aggressively DMing you like, tell me about the podcast world. What's going on there? And and I remember, I remember when my my publicist booked me on your show. She's like, this is my favorite one. I can't wait to meet them. That's so, so yeah. So I just, you know, I just gotta, I just gotta say thank you because it is my friends like you that made it see, made it clear to me that this is a, a way to communicate that is very impactful and uh, also very fun and effortless. There's some things be retrograde. Yes, that's how